Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and Deathmatch God, Bully Ray and I have two Amazing guest. How about this? From AEW and the lead singer for Fozzie, the one and only Chris Jericho joins us. Has some interesting things to say about Cody Rhodes. And speaking of Cody Rhodes, we talk to the man himself, Cody, right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's bring in the legend himself, the one and only Chris Jericho. Chris, good morning to you. I just did a quick switch from the back of the bus to the front of the bus, so hopefully it's working. We're closer to the router. We're in the middle of New York City on Wi-Fi on a tour bus. This is rock and roll life, Bubba. It's what you've always dreamed about. <laughs> I'm on the tour bus right now. Wow, this is awesome. You are. Yep. It's the virtual tour bus just for you. Well, and actually, it was kind of cool, Chris, just to get a tour of the tour bus as you move from the back to the front. <laughs> but uh, but thanks for coming on. I know tonight's a big night. You're you're no stranger to the Gramercy Theater where Fozzie is playing tonight in New York City. Some few tickets still available. So jump on them now because they are going to be at the Gramercy. So this is one hell of a tour for you and Fozzie. It really is. It's, it's, it's a pretty good time for the band. As we discussed last time, Judas uh, went gold, which in this day and age is, is massive. It's massive at any time frame. Um, but just the fact that we actually uh, sold 500,000 units of Judas was a huge deal for us. We're actually doing the uh, gold record presentation tonight at the Gramercy. And Bubba, you'll know what I'm talking about. All I ever think about is the Rat Wanted Man video yes. right at the beginning. Before they get to the Western town, they get their gold records on stage. So um, it's going to be a pretty cool night just for that alone, uh, amongst other things that are going on for the band. But it's, it's, I can give you all the stats in the world. But bottom line is we got a, a new hit single called I Still Burn. We got a gold record and we got a great show tonight at the Gramercy and at the Stone Pony next week as well, like Bubba said. Yeah, Thursday night. That'll be fun. Uh, be uh, cool to check you guys out again. Hey, man, you're looking lean and really good lately. I mean, you're obviously with AEW. You're out there on the road. How are you maintaining yourself right now? Because you got abs. Your your face is lean. You know, what have you been doing? Well, I had, um, and I'll tell the whole story one of these days. I had a little bit of a health issue uh, when we toured England in December. 
Um, and when, when it happened and, and things were cool, I just decided to kind of do a reconfiguration of, uh, of the lifestyle, shall we say. And um, I, I went on a diet, a strict diet, and I, I wanted to lose 10 pounds. And I lost 10 pounds in a month, uh, in a week. So I thought, well, let me just stay on it and see what happens. And I didn't say anything. I didn't post any thirst trap pictures or go online and say, hey, lost 10 pounds, like nothing. Right. I just kept it quiet. Um, and so then when I finally showed up on TV, I was down quite a bit and everyone was making such a big deal of it. And I kind of thought that was funny. So, um, you know, because people online are very cruel. And then when you make a change, they kind of shut up and don't say anything. So I thought that's kind of fun to just to kind of mess with it on that respect. So anyways, point being, I did it for myself. Then it kind of fit in with the whole Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, you know me, uh, Dave and Bubba, the, the, the David Bowie mindset, always evolving, always uh, uh, changing up your gimmick and, 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 and that sort of a thing, reinvention. So it all just kind of fit in and it was the right time for it. So I, I stuck with it probably because of that. Just to be like, when you see this version of Chris Jericho, you're going to know, oh, that's the modern 2022 Jericho Appreciation Society ripped up Jericho. And it kind of all tied into what my mindset's always been, and it's been working. You know, Chris, when and we and we talk about this all the time, everybody loves to have their list of, you know, top five, top 10 front men in, in rock. One of the reasons why I love you as a front man is because of your energy, because of your passion, because you're in such great condition. You can do things that a lot of rock and rollers can't do, right? I mean, you just, you're still able to jump all over the stage and, and still keep that voice going. How difficult is that? Like, how do you, how do you compare that to a match? Because it's one thing to wrestle in a match. It's another thing to be running around on stage like you do and still be able to sing. It's crazy. Well, it's all based on a connection with the audience. Um, that's what a front man should do. That's what a great wrestler does. Whether you're a heel or a baby face is connect with the audience, make them interested in what it is that you're doing and make them want to buy, make them want to buy a ticket when you come to town. Um, a lot of stuff that I do as a front man kind of comes from a wrestling background, but a lot of the stuff that I did in wrestling came from being, uh, from, from watching rock and roll front men. You know, I, I talked about it quite often, how when I first started, I wasn't the biggest guy but I wanted to have the biggest personality and the biggest charisma. And I wanted to be the Paul Stanley of rock and roll or the, the Mick Jagger, the David Lee Ross, someone that could connect with the crowd and, and be the party host. That's what a front man does. So that is incorporated into, into what Fozzie does. And once again, you talk about kind of the new uh, ripped up uh, Jericho that helps as a front man too. Cause it's not easy. Like you mentioned, I always think of Steve Perry or Bruce Dickinson, just running back and forth across the stage but still singing these amazing high melody lines and really nailing it. And that's part of your job. That's what a frontman does, you know, and, and the dynamic greatest frontman put in that time to be entertaining, whether it's even Bruce, if you watch how he moves his arms up and down, there's always action and motion or Mick Jagger does it better than anybody still to this day. I saw the stones a few months ago in Atlanta and it blew my mind at almost 80. He was still very snaky and moving and, Axel used to be that way, but he's not as much now, but he still has a vibe to him. So you have to be able to put on a show within the show and be in your own world. And, and, and the better physical condition you're in, uh, the, the, the more energy you'll have to be able to do that from a from a physical standpoint and from a vocal standpoint. 
Chris, I'm sure when Fozzie first started and the whole rock and roll thing started, most of your fan base were, were wrestling fans who were also coming to see you guys. What is your what is your audience and your fan base like now? Do you have people that show up to the gigs that are strictly Fozzie fans who are not really into pro wrestling and sports entertainment? Absolutely. Um, and the thing is, I, I think because I, I, I'm a wrestler, it, it helped the band in some ways, but also hurt the band in a lot of ways. We had to work twice as hard to get people's respect just because I was in the band. But if you look at any band, Kiss wears makeup, Slipknot wears masks, you know, you name it. Uh, Iron Maiden has, a, has Eddie. Like all that stuff is cool, but it only lasts for one show then it's either good music or it's bad music. And I think for us, especially with, you know, I Still Burn was the number one most added song on rock radio last week. Wow. That's not because I'm a wrestler. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, you know, Judas going gold. There's thousands of bands that don't have a gold album out there. And that's not because it's a, a, a cavalcade of wrestling fans. It doesn't really matter. It's either a good song or it's a bad song. So I think at this point, there are a lot of people that come to our show that aren't really into wrestling. And every night I always ask, how many people here have seen Fozzie before? It's usually 20 or 30%. How many people are seeing Fozzie tonight for the first time? 70% put their hands in the air and scream. It's amazing to think that here we are in 2022 after doing this for as long as we have, that the band is continuing to gain a new fan base, which is very important because now I think we're bigger than we've ever been because of the songs. Rock radio is so important. You never realize how important rock radio is until you get on it. The fact that New York still doesn't have a, a modern rock station, nor does L.A., nor does Chicago. Crazy. It blows my mind. But when you go to freaking where were we this week? Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, the place was packed. It was like sold out, oversold because the songs are popular on the radio. Five consecutive top 10 singles in those markets. It puts the band on a different level. So um, it really does make a difference. And um, for me, I think Jericho is more of just a brand than anything. There's people who are fans of all the different things that I do. And some of it's Fozzie, some of it's AEW, some of it's specifically from WWE, some of it's from the podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Fozzie again tonight at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. There's still a few tickets available, so make sure you jump on it. And then next week, next Thursday night, Bully, and I'm on vacation, so I'm going, uh, is uh, the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. So, I mean, that's I'm where the Greco Wall of Death is going to be in Stone at the Stone Pony. <laughs> and here's the thing, and, and bully bully gets on me for being cheap, but I'm not. I'm actually the opposite. I bought tickets for the Gramercy show before I could even realize that I I could go or not. So now I feel guilty. So I bought tickets for the Gramercy show that I'm not going to be able to go to, and now I just bought tickets for the Stone Pony show, which I will be able to go to. That's because I support Bully. I support everybody. That's what I do, Bully. So you're going to be at the Stone Pony show on Thursday? <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to be. I'm off next week. I'm on vacation. So I'm All going. Right. Are you going? Don't get hot. Yeah, I'm going. All right, so uh, and maybe Got I'll backstage see you. passes and everything. Yeah, I know you'll wave to me <laughs> as you're going backstage. You're an asshole, but anyway. Hey, that's Chris, a, that's a Chris, conversation for let me. Let me ask you this real quick. Jumping over to wrestling, because uh, I'm genuinely interested in your answer. The whole Cody situation. What did you make of it? What did you think of it? You shocked by it? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that he's on the show uh, today. I just heard, which is great. I mean, I, I was honestly disappointed that he left. Um, but I, I get it. I've done it many times myself. You, you know this. We, we discussed the reinvention of Jericho many times. I mean, I left WWE in 2017 for basically the same reason why Cody left AEW, from what I understand, is that he just didn't think he was getting the... Um, I don't know if it's the spotlight or respect or whatever the word being, but you can kind of see the writing on the wall. So 
obviously Cody now is, is, is bigger than he's ever been just by changing companies. And obviously they, they did a great job in putting him over at WrestleMania and bringing him in at the highest of levels. And now it's up to Cody to do, to do the, 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 the dirty work, shall we say, and, and, and continue that momentum and get that job done. And can he do it? Absolutely. He's a very smart guy. He's a great performer, but Cody's also not just a student of the business. He's a student of the behind the scenes of running the show, booking the show, uh, the politics of, 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 of wrestling, shall we say. So I think Cody's going to fit in there very good. We're going to miss him in AEW, but quite frankly, it was a, a shock when he left and a week later, it, you know, it, it's almost like he never even existed. That's just the, that's just the way wrestling goes. We got to move on with our show and continue to continue to do great stories and have great matches. And he's got to continue to do his thing. So, uh, congratulations to him. God bless him. And, uh, I am sure he'll do, he'll, he'll do great there. You know, it's funny cause bully and I talk about it all the time to your point, Chris, is that the world of pro wrestling moves so fast. It Somebody does. that you thought was irreplaceable in a Cody, like you said, could leave and then yeah, you know, nothing falls apart. Nobody, you know, the machine keeps going. I mean, I think more than ever, the world of wrestling moves quicker than it ever has in the past. Yeah. And nobody's irreplaceable. I mean, we've seen it all the time. I remember when I first went to WWE and Vince Russo brought me in and, and, and at the time people were convinced that Vince Russo was the magic that was coming with everything. And he jumped to BCW about two months into my stature. And I remember everyone was shocked. And, and, and Pat Patterson was like, it, I've seen him come. I've seen him go. It doesn't matter. Vince is still here. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter. And everyone was like, but it's Russo. He's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. And a week later, you know, like I said, it's a shock. And then you're like, okay, well, what do we do? Uh, well, we do the show this week and then we write another show next week. And, you know, whether Bret Hart leaves or Shawn Michaels leaves or Cody Rhodes leaves or whoever it is, The Rock, Steve Austin, the show must go on. And that's how new stars are made. It happens all the time. I remember even going back to when I worked for WAR with Tenru, uh, the big heel group was Giotto, Gato and Fuyuki. Hiromichi uh, Fuyuki uh, was a very smart, um, a bad guy heel. And Giotto got injured, and the, the, the magical trio was broken up. What are we going to do? Giotto's injured. Well, we'll put Jericho in there. Instead of Lionheart, we'll call him Liondo. Giotto, Gato, and Liondo. And a star was born. That was my first real big push in Japan because someone's got to take up the slack, put Jericho in there, let's see if he can swim. Same thing with what we have going on now with Cody leaving. Well, okay, well then let's put, you know, Moxie in this position or, or Wheeler Yuta or, or give Daniel Bryan more of a shove or Daniel Garcia, or let's create the Jericho Appreciation Society. And let's come up with a dozen other killer ideas that we've had that just opens up more real estate for people to come in and become stars. Uh, you're always reinventing yourself, Chris. You're in great storylines. I, I like them. I, I enjoy watching your stuff, obviously, not because you're my friend, because you're entertaining, which leads me to my question. When did you come up with the idea to go down the sports entertainment storyline, uh, you know, th that you're doing right yeah. now? Yeah, I'd love to be able to tell you, uh, Bully, that I had this big overall overarching plan that was put into place in November when we started doing this thing with Eddie Kingston and I. It wasn't. It was just reading the room and evolving. I mean, my original idea was for me and Eddie and Moxley to maybe be some kind of an alliance as baby faces. I never really even thought about turning heel. And I always had this real romantic idea of never breaking up the inner circle and having us be together till the end. And then once we started rolling and moving, I realized there was a lot that we could do with it. And when we were in Bridgeport 
uh, Connecticut a few months ago or a month, whatever it's been six weeks. And I was, we had a promo and Eddie came out there and he was like, I don't even know why I'm out here. Uh, this is pro wrestling. This ain't no sports entertainment show. If you want that, go down the block. And people just responded with like this huge kind of like half cheer, half boo, like disdain for the word sports entertainment. And I was like, Oh, Oh, our fan base doesn't like that term. Interesting. And then the wheels go into motion and then you start thinking, well, maybe we could do something with this. And, you know, there's a whole long story. I could do a whole hour with you guys on how the, the, the JAS came together, but the sports entertainment thing was just by listening to the fans and realizing they don't like this. I do. I'm a sports entertainer at heart. Let's, let's, let's start talking about that uh, and making a thing on screen. And, and that's what we did. Chris, uh, congratulations on all the su- success with Fozzie again tonight. Gramercy Theater in New York City. Very few tickets available, so jump on them right now. That's tonight, April 11th at the Gramercy Theater. And then next week, uh, the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. Bully is going to be there. So is Dave LaGreca. Bully will be in the VIP lounge. I'll be in the back someplace, so make sure you say hi. And don't forget to listen to uh, Chris Jericho, Talk is Jericho, right here on Fight Nation, Tuesdays and Fridays at 8 p.m. Chris, thanks so much for the time. Oh, great seeing you guys, man. And I'll see you on Thursday at Asbury Park. Busted Open presents Fozzie at the Stone Pony. Come on Ooh. down and uh, do a wall of death with Greca. I could, I could always introduce you. I could always oh, go up here and introduce you. Hey, ne- hey, listen, Nita had me introduce her. I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm hey. not complaining. I'm just saying. I could always do that. That's all. Let's do that. Busted Open presents. Dave can introduce us. And, and Bully, I know Bully likes to be in the shadows and be be the cool guy, but you can join him too if you'd like. I'd love to have both of you guys I'm coming up and singing us. with you. We're doing Livewire again. Oh, there we go. There, now we're taking over, you son of a bitch. Chris. O- Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> Omaha. Randy, I, I Orton, my Randy Orton never heard the song before. <laughs> On the mic, you got to be careful. No bites, you, man. Chris, thanks See so much, man. Have guys. fun tonight. See you, man. Love you too, brother. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge. Inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Good friend of the show, the one and only Cody Rhodes. Cody, good morning. Oh, good morning, everybody. Absolutely good friend with Gabby and, and Bully, uh, Mark, and the myriad of producers that you have there for your uh, for your show. Yes, thank you uh, for the, the introduction. I, I felt I owed one to Busted Open, actually, in a, in a very sincere fashion. I know I'm saying everything in jest for a minute there, but no, I you guys were with me throughout this entire excursion, uh, really without flinching. I've never had a bad Busted Open experience, and... Uh, I appreciate that considerably. So when you uh, did your usual desperate Twitter stuff that Dave you do, which I appreciate and, and love, uh, I, I, owed, I, sh- I, sh- I shoot out it to you guys because, I mean, we're talking all the way back to All In, and uh, now we're All In uh, with WWE in a very different uh, situation from the last time we talked. So, yeah, I really appreciate everybody there. Please Everyone there at Sirius, every, everyone, tell them I said thank you. Well, Cody, uh, you, you talk about the journey. And the first time that I ever interviewed you was actually in August of 2009 at SummerSlam. And then you, I believe, the first interview that you ever did uh, after you left the WWE was with us. Uh, mm-hmm. And then to see that journey all the way up to where you are, Right now, it's been uh, an amazing journey. And and you said it, and I think those words are so true. Undesirable to undeniable. And I feel more than ever, undeniable is where you are right now in your career, in your life. I mean, you have an amazing, beautiful family. So congratulations on everything that's happened. Well, thank you. I, I was... I don't often watch my my matches back. Uh, I, I bully, you're, you're probably the same. I'm not sure, but I I had to watch this one back. Um, I was watching because the productions are so different from WWE to AEW. They're such different productions. I was so curious how it all looked, and I did not know that uh, Corey Graves uh, was going to say undesirable to undeniable. But that shows just what a 
kind of professional he is and uh he had a deep connection with uh with dusty uh on, on a on a very unique level and uh that was that was special that uh, of all things that was so special that people understood um i don't think we give fans the credit they deserve that often i, I overthink their uh what they're going to do very often but in this case they just got it they understood and this isn't so much about where I left and the things I'd done there, how it went down. This is about the return. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was beautiful to hear Corey say, uh, a little promo line that now is more than a little promo line. I really feel like it's a example for myself that I continue, I need to continue to honor and hopefully other wrestlers out there. Cody, I always like to go back to moments in time. Can you take us back to the moment in time in your head or where you were actually physically, where you said to yourself, wow, I think I might have to leave AEW. Great question. And you were the first person to ask where I specifically was. And I can tell you uh, specifically um, where I, I felt like I knew, you know, I knew that it was going to, it needed to happen for, for me was the Lowe's, the Lowe's hotel over, uh, by Rosemont, which is by, uh, all state arena. Um, you know, which I, all states WWE regularly runs all state, um, for Chicago. But I, I looked at Brandy and I told her, uh, and it's the last time I told her something like that was when I told her I was leaving WWE. Um, I just, uh, I had, kind of done it all in my mind uh, and I was at I was just sitting there at that little bar right to the right side in a little corner booth and uh, I, I knew uh, and uh, I mentioned it with the raw interview that I did and I was so excited to be able to do that type of interview on on Monday Night Raw last week um, it was an easy decision it was after after the heaviness and hard hardness of the, of the, that, what that departure would mean. The decision was easy in terms of what I needed to do next. I even had mentioned it yesterday. I'm so proud of everything, uh, everything from every independent I went to, which is every single one on earth felt, felt like to, uh, new Japan, to ring of honor, to all in, to all elite wrestling. I am so proud. Um, but it really, that, that block being filled really made it, just provided that clarity for me. I have to have to take a shot at this. Um, everyone's different, right? Everybody wants to be, you know, the best pro wrestler, the best superstar, whatever the nomenclature is. But I had a real goal at eight years old um, that I did not, uh, I didn't get the chance. Um, or I did get the chance, but I wasn't ready. Uh, or I fell, I failed at the chance. And, you know, I, life is so much more about losing than it is about winning. And, um, I uh, I absolutely felt like I could I could make the run at it here. I could. Uh, whether it's unobtained is one thing, but I didn't want it to go unsaid, and I, I didn't want it to go uh, untried. You know, uh, Cody, and I mentioned this to Bully on the show before, I, I used to work with Shannon Sharp and, you know, Hall of Famer, multi-Super uh, multi Bowl winner, and he said when he puts his pillow, you know, his head on his pillow at night, what he thinks about is the losses more more than the wins. And you have a chance to do something that a lot of athletes don't ever really have the opportunity to do. And that is to come back and do it again. 
was it a victory for you at WrestleMania? You know, did you prove to yourself that you proved a lot of the naysayers wrong by walking that aisle at WrestleMania in your gear with that song playing the American nightmare? Was that a victory for you at WrestleMania? Well, I'm going to challenge you here on this first. I don't believe that you even know Shannon Sharp. And if there's evidence of that, because ah! as, as Bully knows, you are a notorious kind of name dropper, uh, which is, you know, just goes with the money mark territory. I'm, I would like ah! to see evidence that you, I would like to see evidence that you knew Shannon Sharp. And switching back to the more, the heavy set question you presented, it's a very simple answer, Dave. Yes, it was a victory. And this is just going to come down to the classic pro wrestling 101 winner's purse. Who won the actual match? Would it have been the same type of victory just to make the walk? Uh, I don't think it would have been. I think it had to come down to you have to win at the big ones. You know how often I heard that when I was with WWE the first time? You have to win at the big ones. You have to win at the big ones. And perhaps I wasn't ready um, when I was there. Um, But this time I was ready. Uh, And um, I bought myself some insurance when it came down and another, you know, commentary so unique during that match. These are whole new commentators I'm dealing with who I've not, I've not talked to. And they only know my story almost as a fan. And for them to say I was buying insurance with the multiple crossroads and even the flip flop and fly, uh, that was, uh, you, you, you got to win. So to answer your question, and I'm sorry, I got mad at you about Shannon Sharp. I just shoot. Don't believe it. Um, it was a victory. It, it was a victory. I do. I just don't. I, if, the, you, if you can send me a picture of you and Shannon Sharp, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll rescind my <laughs> statement. But I, I just don't think that's real. Okay. Tremendous, tremendous. I love it when he calls you out on your bullshit, like Greca. It's all. Awesome. Uh, it's not bullshit, but you know what? If 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 it gets Cody, you know whatever. Pick Cody, you, well, you, God you forbid. Come, you, Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid the guy's nice. Guy just had. I praised him up and down. Bully, you saw it. My roast. There were actual jokes people were making because of my love for Cody Rhodes. But it's obviously completely one sided, which is fine. I'll be a professional. Go ahead, Bully. I, I don't honestly. I don't think. I don't consider it one sided. I really, I really like what you've uh, put together with Busted Open. I really do. I just think that, uh, you know, you, you classic name drop type situation for you, and sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta just say, "Hold up, hold up, Dave. We're getting a little too excited. Let's let's reel it back in. Let's come back down to earth." And that's what I'm here for you. It's not one-sided. I'm here to check things for you, Dave. That uh, that's why. I mean, I I wanted to come on here. I wanted to chat with Bully, Gabby, and Mark, and you know all the people. I did, and to get to get you is is nice. That's cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just here to check you forever. We should be doing that for. I mean, think about those giant heads you had brought to all the shows over the past uh, three years. I, I dealt with that with a smile on my face. I don't know if those heads are still out there, but no. I mean, you don't have to worry about it in the WWE. They've been banned, so you don't have to worry about seeing them in the WWE code. It's all good. Oh well, you know that's. Uh, I'm not going to say that. You know, well, that is kind of a blessing. Yeah, it's a nice view obstruction. It's an obstruction. For, it's a, for a fan, it's an obstruction. This giant head of this, uh, you know, elderly figure of podcasting. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, if I see one, I'm always happy to to, to acknowledge it for sure. Thank for sure. You. And I bu- you, bully. I didn't mean to. 
I know Bully had a, a, a real yeah, question. Yeah, he did. He had a legit question. Go no, ahead. It's all, I actually have a bunch of real questions. Like, there's a lot, lot of stuff I'd like to, to, to ask you about. Let's talk about the boys in the locker room for a second. Um, when you, you finally came back and you're in the locker room and you're with the guys and you're mingling, how was the reception? The boys warm to you? I'm, I'm sure that a lot of guys probably respected you for what you were able to go out there and do with helping to create AEW and then having the balls to, you know, to, you know, basically walk away and come back to the WWE. How, how was it with the rest of the guys and gals over there? I got, I got the chance after the match. I, I, I did want to uh, swing by uh male talent. I went in there and I got to see Kofi and I got to see Woods and, and meet some new people. Uh, I never really got to talk with uh, Corbin as often as uh, we got to talk a little bit that, uh, that evening. I was, I was really, I don't know if excited is the word as much as I felt that this was my responsibility. Cause not only, not only is AEW a positive thing that exists in the industry where now uh, people are getting paid and there's options and such like that. But as someone who's been a WWE ride or die WWE superstar, there might be those who resent a great, uh, you know, resent me to a degree over the trash that I spoke. I mean, this is, I broke the throne. I, I poke fun at a lot of things and that I'm fully ready for there to be a bit of a cold uh, layer of maybe not resentment, but maybe just maybe I won't be the most popular guy. Um, But that's not the sense I got at being in that male talent, seeing some of my old friends, making some new ones, but also coming the next day and and just making the rounds uh, back of house. And, you know, my, my daughter uh, meeting some of these other babies, uh, baby mania going on at WrestleMania. Um, I got the sense that, everyone was was excited and uh and you know i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but i did get a sense that there was a respect for me that was not there when i was 20 years old and there the first time and that was that was touching and i again it is i'm it's still their house i don't know if uh i'll ever you know earn the right to call it my house uh again um i'm definitely all in and, and and fully committed as this this new contract uh shows but uh it, i was i was really happy to have that layer of respect because i share i share that um and it's it's not unlike anything in pro, in pro sports it's a different team uh i'm wearing i'm wearing a different jersey and uh i'm i'm sure there's going to be some uh speed bumps and some elements that i need to, to 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 rise over to to fully integrate myself in it i'm i'm all about putting out the absolute best product possible whether that's the nature of an interview or whether that's an actual match. Uh, and I, and I can do that wherever a ring exists. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I keep kind of forgetting to put this out into the ether, but I really can't thank uh, Nick Khan, Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon enough uh, for the efforts um, to, to recruit me and the, the just absolute um, warmth uh, that they they showed me, and I hope it is shared. To come back and circle back to your question, uh, bully. I hope it is shared by the locker room. I was. Uh, I tell you, the person I was most excited to meet was Bianca Belair. I was most excited to meet her, and I got to meet her when she had just come back from tearing the joint down, and I was underneath the stage, so I could hear it all. And I was. You're always happy when you can hear a hot crowd and. And they had set up such a, a brilliant crowd and put us in a difficult position to follow. And I just I thought she was just a total a total queen when I when I met her. And to to be able to be one of the first people to say congratulations, um, even though I'm brand new on the team, that was that was very nice. I'm a big fan of uh, 
having watched her last year with what she did with, with Sasha, uh, big fan. So I, that was one I was very excited to meet. And because I'm always kind of locked away, uh, or that day I was locked away in the, the bus, I look forward to meeting. I still haven't met, I feel like, 50% of the, the boys and girls. So that could be something that happens today. You know, Cody, the one word that I think best describes you is professional and your professionalism it cannot be denied. Um, you said you knew when you were leaving AEW and your last match in AEW was the ladder match with Sammy Guevara, which I, I think may be one of your best matches and the physicality of match. What you put your body through in that match, knowing that you were going to be leaving uh, that company. And, and then obviously the match that you had with Seth Rollins in your first match back with the WWE, I mean, I mean to put yourself on the line like you did in that ladder match, I, I, unbelievable, knowing that your future was in doubt in that company. Well, my, hey, my future was in doubt for sure. My mind was all over the place, but here's, and Bully can tell you this, he's, he's, he's done this. Uh, there's still fans in the seats, and this is still one of my kids, and I can't get in my own head Sammy being, I can't get in my own head and sabotage this or turn out anything less than what I like to turn out, which is the very best that you can possibly do. And I, I, I really, you know, a small thing about ladder matches, I don't play around with eight foot ladders uh, for, for a television perspective. They got to be tens or twelves and uh, bully knows that probably more than anyone in the world. Um, you know, those eights just look rinky dinky now, but uh, that, that match I think I know. I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't mean to say. It. I think Dave. Uh, he, Dave gave it five stars, right? Gave it five mm -hmm. stars. That's 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 a pretty. I mean, if there was one to go out on, uh, th then I'm I'm so glad we got to do that for Sammy. Um, I I really he's he's one of my my kiddos, and to do that for him and be part of that was great. Now the rumor is though, the rumor is that someone paid Meltzer a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to take away the other half star from me and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's the rumor on the street. Um, I'm, I'm completely joking, by the way. I'm completely kidding. It's not, it's not a real thing. I've been joking with the, the, the bucks about it, and I'm trying to find who paid them off. But uh, to, go, to, go, to go from one setting like that to a, a completely different setting in front of 70-something thousand uh, you know, fans at the Showcase of Immortals with a guy who has been to the top of the mountain, and I watched when I was there, get to the top of the mountain. Um, you have to be very versatile in, in this game, in uh, sports entertainment and pro wrestling. You have to be very versatile. And I felt like I was able to adjust to, okay, we're playing a different type of uh, audience. And uh, the, letters, the letters are different, but the love is the same. Uh, I love the people. And that's like in my song, it says, I'll follow you to the end. And I appreciate you calling me a professional Dave, uh, I think there's probably a lot of people on earth who would think I'm the absolute opposite of a professional because I'm a bit of a madman. Bully's seen me backstage. I'm not always that professional. I'm a bit, a bit of a madman. But I was glad those matches kind of bookended one another. One chapter ended, one chapter began. Cody, I'm sure that you were able to um, get the correct verbiage in your contract to make sure your story, your creative, your vision is seen through. But as we both know, anything can happen hard subject to change and if if the old man gets up on the wrong side of the bed one morning it could be do or die for just about any of us what's your level of confidence that your vision for everything that you want to do for your story to dusty's story is going to be seen through 
You know, man, boy, asking the good questions. Dave, wake up, man. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people think that there were some, you know, particular elements placed in the contract and, and not to get tacky or, but, but there wasn't, um, it, it was, it was a handshake. Um, but in this situation, I, my confidence isn't in anybody um, anywhere other than me. Uh, and I, that's no disrespect to anybody. Um, my confidence is in me. I feel like for, I feel like for almost uh, three years, I have been the best wrestler in the world. Now I define wrestler differently. I, I, I know that, you know, some people, oh, you know, there's work rate, there's, there's promos, there's, you know, hardcore, hardcore stuff. I know it's all over the place and everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And I don't mean to be like braggadocious in this sense. I mean it because I've worked to be the best. And in my mind, the best is uh, capturing the, ima- the imagination of the audience the, the longest and getting them the loudest, whether they're, they're booing, whether they're cheering, whatever it may be. But with that in mind, it's very hard for me to say, hey, I'm the best wrestler in the world if I'm not wearing the big one. It's very hard. Um, and that's what this is all about. Uh, there, there has never been, I, I don't know, and not that there's never been, there definitely has been, but this is the most real thing happening in all of sports entertainment and all of pro wrestling. And I'm just lucky to be in this position. Um, I really am. This isn't a character. Uh, I, I saw somebody saying, uh, cause I'm a, an emotional interview. Somebody saying that I, had fake tears in that I, and last week and i'm thinking my god how how fickle how how crazy can you be like this is my real father this is a real story and this is a real goal and again if it goes unobtained i can live with that as long as it didn't go unsaid and i i needed to say it um and of course i i want to make sure that it's obtained the, the situation is so different now but I uh, I have the belt, by the way. Some people know that. I have the WWWF championship belt. It was given to me uh, on one of my, my last weeks uh, before coming here, and that's the belt that the, the dream held. That's the title that was in his hand, and then it was taken away because it was a count out. Um, that's power, man, that I have to look at every day. Um, but it's a very real situation, and I, I – there's no stone going to be unturned. There's nothing I'm not going to do. And, and we're all in. And we've, I've been all in um, since I realized that's what you have to be to be successful at this. But I, 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 can't, uh, I can't wait to kind of stand there for the moment and, and, and go for it. Um, again, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not an easy task. My gosh, it's not an easy task. Um, but that's, a, that's the path we're on. And it's certainly not straight uh, to the top by any means. Again, uh, I've been out in the wilderness uh, for six years. There's, there's going to be a, a journey here. Um, uh, it's starting tonight, starting with Raw, uh, the Miz being a, a two-time uh, recipient of the same title that we're talking about. What a perfect opponent um, for the first night and the first match on Raw in six years. You know, Cody, I can't wait for tonight. Again, Monday Night Raw tonight. And as Cody just said, Cody and The Miz, two-time WWE champion The Miz going up against Cody in the beginning of Cody's journey as he gets nearer and nearer to that WWE championship. Cody, thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for the time. I had I had tears in my eyes when you gave that bionic elbow at WrestleMania, and I had tears in my eyes when you gave that promo last Monday, and I can't wait to see you in the ring against The Miz. Tonight. 
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.